Welcome to Get Paid for Your Pad, the definitive show on Airbnb hosting, featuring the best advice on how to maximize profits from your Airbnb listing, as well as real-life experiences from Airbnb hosts all over the world. Welcome. We are your hosts, Josefa Kapadia and Jasper Rivers. Get paid for your pad. 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 Episode two hundred and thirty-nine. Back today with a news episode, and I want to welcome David Jacoby. David, how's it going? Jasper, I missed you. Long time no speak. How's life down in South America? It's good. It's good. I just got to uh, to Cali in Colombia last week, which was very exciting because you know this is the first time I, I got to see my new apartment. I've been uh, I've been homeless for. You know, for over a year, just over a year now, when I sold my place in Amsterdam a year ago, and so you know, now I finally have a place again that I can call home, and soon I'll be listing it on Airbnb. So, all right, it's you're going to call it home for what a couple of weeks, and then you'll be out of there renting it out to other people. Exactly, yeah, that's, that's exactly <laughs> what I'll do. Yeah, um, yeah, I'll, I'll stay there a couple of weeks. You know, I mean, I think if you're renting out the, an Airbnb, you got to experience first uh, firsthand what it's like to you know, to stay at, at the place. And uh, also there might be some, a few things that I want to improve, you know, buy, buy a few more things and make some adjustments here and there, I imagine. But uh, but right now the biggest issue is that the, the internet isn't working yet. So I'm actually staying at a, at a different apartment and a different uh, Airbnb uh, waiting for the internet company to, to install the, the internet, which should have been done last week. But you know, I mean, as much as I love Cali uh, and Colombia and South America in general, exactly, it's like, it's literally like, oh yeah, yeah, we're you know we're, we're gonna do it to mañana, and then and then <laughs> mañana, it's like mañana again and again, and then like, you know, at some point you wonder, okay, is it gonna be this year or what? Well, just keep persevering, Jasper. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a patient man, so I'll, I'll just I'll just wait. All right. But actually, but you know, I've I've been in the unit. It it looks amazing. I mean, you know, the guys, the Far International, that they've really done an awesome job. Um, and so you know, I'm I'm really happy with the result. Uh, well, can't so, wait to see the live listing. Yeah, on Airbnb. Got to share it with everyone. I know. I'm 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 super excited. Uh, it's been a while since I've been hosting. You know, I haven't been an Airbnb host for over a year, and I'm sure there's gonna, like you know, there's a few little changes here and there on the platform and. And it's, you know, obviously I've been keeping on, you know, kind of on top of what, what's been going on, but, but it's different if you're just reading about changes or actually, you know, actively using uh, the platform, right? So I think it'll be, uh, it'll be super fun. And don't forget to make your beautiful hostfully guidebook so you can provide a five-star hospitality experience <laughs> to your guests. You know what? I, <laughs> I, I, I was going to talk to you about that, you know, you, I, might, uh, I might need a little help with that. Awesome. Happy to show you around. We've made a lot of changes and it looks even better than before. You're going to love it. Nice. Very cool. Yeah. And then I'm also, uh, you know, very excited to see what the results are going to be, you know, because obviously, like, I have no idea how much demand there is. And, 
you know, like it's you can do a lot of research, but in, in the end of the day, you just don't know until you start, right? You, there's, there's no way of, of being able to predict like, you know, how many bookings you're going to get, et cetera. And like, you know, hosting here in Cali obviously is very different from hosting back in Amsterdam. You know, I've only spent a week here, so I, I don't know the city that well. So, you know, it's, it's going to be a, a su super interesting uh, experience. All right. Can't wait to hear about it. And I'm sure I'm sure there are some ways to predict and you've done your research, knowing what the market is like and doing comps and seeing what other, you know, what other availability there is and how much they're selling for and stuff. So uh, there is it's not completely in the dark. You, you, you know, you'll get some bookings. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, that's right. I did do uh, quite if, a bit of research, if, by the way, if, if, only, if people are, if only there was a book that could tell us about this. I know, right? That would be awesome. <laughs> Maybe we should write one. Um, but anyway, in, in case people are interested about the the the, the apartment that I bought here, um, I, there's a blog post on on my blog on getpaidforyourpet.com that it describes in detail, um, you know, the whole my whole research process. And um, so, you know, if you're interested, I'll I'll add the 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 after pictures, the pictures of uh, what it looks like now to the blog post, so people can kind of see, you know, what it looked like before and then what it looks like now. Uh, the pictures are also on my Instagram and my Facebook page, by the way. Get Paid Free Path Facebook page. So if you want to check it out, go ahead. Um, so yeah, it's been, you know, it's been interesting times. I was in Puerto Rico last week. You know, I had a, speaking at a real estate conference there and uh, looking at the, you know, at the market in Puerto Rico, which is a, a pretty interesting sp spot, especially for uh, U.S. citizens who can, uh, who can move there and like, you know, pay almost no taxes. Um, you can, you know, it's still within the U.S., so you, you can get a mortgage if you want to buy a, a short-term rental there. Um, so, you know, I learned a lot about the Puerto Rican market. Um, did a podcast about it uh, last week. Um, so that was that was that was fun. I, I had a great time there in Puerto Rico. Have you been? I have, yes. Uh, my father is actually from Puerto Rico, so uh, right. we did have yeah a wonderful opportunity to to go back uh, and visit him and visit some family. Okay, very cool. Awesome. Well, you know what? Let's let's dive into the news. We you know we haven't talked about the news too much, and uh, last time was like five weeks ago or something. So, I, you know, it's nice to uh, to have a little update of, of what's been going on. Uh, I think we're going to start in New York. Uh, this was this was pretty interesting, right? The, there was a study that was done by a guy called Scott Stringer, and he um you know he's basically he's trying to make the the point that you know the rents are going up because of airbnb and he he estimated that in 2016 uh the the impact was 616 million dollars so he was arguing that new yorkers have paid a total of 616 million dollars extra in in rents now it's it's funny right because this i mean this discussion has been going on for for years Right, like this Airbnb cause rents to go up or, or, or not and, and by how much. So, you know, we I think we've seen reports before. Uh, but what's really funny about this one is that you know they actually used data from AirDNA, which is the, the, the company that uh, that gathers data about Airbnb listings um, that you host can sign up for. And uh AirDNA actually came out with a statement saying that the first of all uh the they didn't have a uh they didn't see a payment from the controller's office so the data may have been <laughs> improperly obtained and secondly they they were also saying that the you know that it was 
kind of nonsense what they were uh, the way that we're using the data was actually like incorrect and so this this whole report like basically loses all all its credibility yeah so shout out to uh the ceo of air dna scott shatford for uh not being quiet on this i've seen air dna stats get used a lot um over the years in in all the ongoing arguments about whether airbnb is good for cities or not and, and whether it's increasing uh rents and oftentimes air dna those stats are are used um pretty disparagingly against airbnb so you know kudos to air dna and scott for speaking up and saying no way guys you took this data and really manipulated it to basically prove the point you wanted to to prove at the beginning but not actually looking at the data and he and they cited some really you know clear examples of how uh new york city basically took all listings into account from entire homes to private rooms to shared rooms uh and how if it was on the market for one day of the year and that's it then they included that as a listing um, or an apartment that's totally being taken off the market, which you know might not be the case. Uh, so they, they really dove deep into why New York and the, the city comptroller um, did pretty bad analysis on it. And I, I think uh, the city comptroller now has some mud on his face and probably should be a little embarrassed for uh, <laughs> the, the report he put out. Yeah, and you know, he tweeted on, on Twitter, Airbnb is driving up rents for millions of New Yorkers. The company is attempting to smear our independent analysis rather than opening their books. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think he has to, may, he might have to uh, send out another tweet, um, you know, maybe taking back some of those words. But I agree, it's it's cool that Scott came out and, and you know, like uh, in support of Airbnb. Um, Scott also said that, uh, New York City, there's there's only like five thousand three hundred entire homes that are rented on Airbnb for six more six months or more in the past year, which represents zero point two percent of the total housing supply, and that it's you know pretty much impossible for for Airbnb to have a significant impact on, on rental prices, giving the small you know the zero point two percent of the houses on of the rent of the of the total market. So you know this is kind of like old. Uh, old news. I think there's been you know reports before where that indicated that the, really it, it, it was very hard to prove that there was any correlation or if there if there was it was always like very small like you know you're talking about like less than a percent. Um, so I, I you know I really think there's there's a lot of other factors that are driving up uh, rents and house prices you know in, in the U.S. and other places as well. And you know I saw somebody in the in Facebook group actually made a good point. Um, and she says, you know, look at look at the neighborhoods and the cities where there's not a lot of Airbnbs. Like, don't you see the the rents going up there as well? Which mm -hmm. uh, which I think is mm -hmm. a, is a good point. Yeah, for sure. And uh, it's it's real funny though. Just to, uh, to wrap this one up, how they seem to go on the offensive, the city, and and all of a sudden now they're kind of backing down. And as you said. Uh, they need to uh, prove, they need to show how they got this data because they didn't have a subscription to, to get this data. So that's pretty funny if the city is getting, you know, accessing this, uh, you know, without paying for it. Uh, and then also Chris Lehane, who's uh, the big spokesman, uh, like the head of global policy for Airbnb, he's got on the offensive with this as well. Um, and he's, you know, filing a Freedom of Information Act um, to get additional information from the city of New York on how they got to those numbers and how they're operating. So we'll see how this plays out you know the same song over and over but a different verse this time <laughs> yeah exactly um there's a there's a couple niche airbnb niche websites 
that we can talk about. The first one is uh, Accommodable, which is actually just being acquired by Airbnb. This was a website um, or a marketplace aimed at uh, disabled people. Um, they had, uh, let's see how many listings that they have. They had around eight, 1,600 uh, properties on the platform. And, you know, the, the, there's an interview with the, you know, with the founder. Um, apparently, like 19% of the U.S. population has some form of disability, uh, which is more than 56 million people. So it's, you know, it's a decent, definitely, a, you know, sizable uh, market. Uh, but now that Airbnb has acquired the company, there's, uh, there's going to be a lot more uh, focus on, uh, you know, on the accessibility for disabled people on Airbnb. Um, there's going to be like 21 new filters uh, on so that guests can search for the listings that, that work best for them. So I'd, I'd say like 21, that's that's quite a lot, it seems to me. What, what do you think? Yeah, so uh, Accommable is their name. They were actually acquired by Airbnb last fall, like around November or so. I remember the big announcement. Uh, so it's uh, taking them some time to kind of include all the features from Accommable and bring that into Airbnb. So it's exciting to see that that acquisition is now paying off and they are giving some focus to mobility impaired and, and disabled travelers. Uh, the 21 new accessibility features, that will be interesting. So pay attention, everyone out there, for when that goes live because there's going to be a whole lot of check boxes either in the amenity section or somewhere else um, to check off but uh, for those where this is obviously you know critical to their uh, being able to to travel and enjoy their stay um, it'll be good for them to have that granular of a, of a focus and, and filtering capabilities absolutely then there's another niche website that's <laughs> been started in I, I believe it was australia was it Yes, <laughs> it was Australia. All right. Yeah. So this place, this thing is called uh, Naturist B and B, and you know, as the name kind of gives it away, but it's focused on uh, on people who like to walk around naked. Um, do, you, do you like to walk around naked, David? Or uh, uh, no comment. <laughs> no comment. Okay. Well, the, anyway, this uh, so it's called Naturist B and B. It was founded by a couple who. You know, who thought it'd be cool to sort of uh, create a marketplace where, you know, people with like-minded, uh, with the same similar mindset, uh, who enjoy, you know, being basically being naked. <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, you know, I think you know these little like these little niche sites. I, I always think it's like extremely <laughs> difficult for those to get in, to get good traction. You know, what do you think? Uh, I just want to see the house rules for some of these places. Let me tell you, uh, um, <laughs> who's going to make that up? I, they need—they definitely need good uh, host play guidebooks for that one. But no, it did joke did joke about that at the end of uh, this article. We're talking about you know one of the house rules is always carry a towel around to sit down on when they're naked, uh, and also they made sure, of course, to point out a nudist environment should be a safe, non-sexual space. Uh, so, but yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, having these niche sites, uh, either whether these are all additional talk about, you know, the 21 new uh, filters for the uh, um, disabled uh, section on Airbnb, uh, you know, having all these additional filters on Airbnb or just go to another niche site if you, you know, really want to focus on that. So Accommable was a great example of one that got acquired. Who knows? Maybe Airbnb will will acquire Nature's B&B as well. Uh, but it also makes me think of Inclusive, which was uh, um, started for minorities who had, you know, especially bad experiences with 
uh, some discrimination on Airbnb. And then, of course, there's Mr. B&B, which is getting really popular for the LGBTQ community uh, and budandbreakfast.com uh, for the 420 uh, friendly community. So it's great seeing all these different niche sites uh, pop up. Uh, and and a better you know source of revenue for all the hosts out there to, uh, who are okay with these various options uh, you know other places for you to list and to diversify where you're getting bookings from. Right, and, and do you think long term a lot of these platforms will be around, or do you think um, do you think some of them may be acquired by Airbnb in the future? Yeah, well, I mean, not just necessarily Airbnb. There are other um, platforms out there. So, uh, you know, the space is only growing and there's only more of these niche sites growing as well, which is showing that there is, you know, truth to it. And as more and more people uh, start to stay outside of hotels and get more comfortable with staying in homes, they start looking for what their specific niche is and what they like. So, yes, I definitely see these growing and maybe there will be more acquisitions or consolidation in the space. Uh, and if anyone else has a a unique way of traveling, you know, let us know and could be a great idea for a new website. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I, I just think it, it'll be very tough for these sites to, you know, to, to really be, um, uh, be sustainable and profitable in the long term, just because it's so diff difficult to build like a marketplace. I mean, you see how much trouble Airbnb went through, you know, before they got good traction. And, you know, I guess like, because the whole short term rental space, it's more on, on people's agenda now and it's more like sort of part of part of travel that it's 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 a little bit easier um but still like you know in order to uh in order to be sustainable you need a lot of listings you know you need the network effects right so uh, that's so we'll true see. yeah and you know some some won't survive for sure uh you know lots of good ideas but you do see some that have been growing over time so uh, you know, survival of the fittest, some grow, some don't. And uh, other niche uh, niches off the top of my head, I, I know Boats was a big one. There's a few different Airbnb for boat type companies out there. And I think there's been some consolidation in that space. A couple of them merged. Um, and another RV kind of Airbnb, not just RV rental, but, you know, Airbnb for RVs kind of thing, um, renting out your RV. So uh, you're right. Some, some won't make it. Some won't hit the network effects. But you, you got to keep trying. And, and some do <laughs> absolutely well the future will tell let's see uh there's an article in forbes about the best and worst cities to make money on airbnb and you know we've seen reports like this before i remember like you know like a place like nashville would always like show up really high but in this particular report they they took a, a little bit of a different angle uh, instead of uh instead of looking at like how much you can make per month uh, they looked at uh, the average nightly Airbnb rate versus the median monthly mortgage payment, and they expressed the uh, the the places, the cities in you know the amount of days that it takes to cover cover your mortgage. And so you know the fewer the amount of days that you that you can uh, that you have to rent out in order to cover your mortgage, like the more attractive the location. And as a result. What you what you kind of see is that the, the the you know the places that do really well are you know not the most not the biggest markets on Airbnb. I see there's there's a place called Akron in Ohio. I've I've never heard of this place. Is it? It's where LeBron James is from. <laughs> oh, okay, interesting. <laughs> well, they you know they're in, in Cleveland, Ohio as well. They say it's like four and a half uh, days to cover your, the mortgage, which is like you know which is not a lot right that that leaves a lot of room for uh for you know making making a profit 
Um, some other places, Virginia Beach, Indianapolis, Cincinnati, Cincinnati yeah, Columbia, Greensboro, Knoxville in, in, uh, in Tennessee, and then Louisville and Albany, New York. And there's, those are all like under six days, which means that it seems like there's a lot of opportunity there. But then the, the only question I have is, you know, how, how, you know, how are, how are these markets? Like, are, will, would you actually be able to rent out, uh, for, you know, for like 10, 15, 20 days? Um, I, I don't know. I, my, my guess is that it's probably, uh, probably tough to, to get up to like a good, uh, occupancy in, in those areas. What, what are your, what are your thoughts? Well, the point is you don't need to rent it out for 10, 15, 20 days. You only need to rent it out for five days or six days. And then you've broken even for that month covering covering your mortgage, at least. Sure, there's other expenses, too. Uh, so it's an interesting analysis. And the, the general overview is that, uh, and this isn't that big a surprise, places where it's a low rent, um, you can. it's a much better investment for doing short-term rentals because let's say a rent is making this up $1,000 a month and you can rent the place out for $150 a night uh, in an equivalent, in another city, an equivalent place, like take San Francisco or Honolulu, that rent is probably $3,000 or $4,000 in Instead of 1000 and you can't rent it out for three times the amount, even though the, the rent is three times the amount. So you can't do a short term rental for $450. Maybe you can get, uh, you know, 200 instead of 150 or 100. So essentially, you need to rent it out a lot more days in order to break even. Uh, I guess people who are traveling, you know, if you're traveling to Knoxville or Louisville, you're still willing to pay a hundred dollars, a hundred fifty dollars for a place. And in San Francisco, you'll pay 200 for that place maybe, but not 500 for that place. So it's definitely better investment opportunity in some of these places where the rent is less. Right. And then, you know, some of the cities on the higher end, uh, I see Boston, Sacramento, Denver, San Diego, Portland, Los Angeles, Seattle, Honolulu, mm -hmm. San Francisco, and San Jose, which is 27 days to cover the mortgage so they're like you know you pretty much have to be completely fully booked to even break even um and then so these are more like the major markets right these are some of some of the bigger markets in the u.s yeah and rent is so high there it almost makes sense to just find a long-term tenant if you're going to have an investment property um, or even if you have an extra extra bedroom, uh, find a long-term tenant and rent it out because uh, the amount you can make doing short-term rentals uh, plus the additional overhead of your expenses of you know doing dealing with the turnover in between stays and and just the extra time involved in managing a short-term rental it's probably not worth it mm -hmm. well of course these this is all based on averages right so you know every, right. every bear, airbnb is unique every situation is unique so i'm sure you know in the in akron you can find a place where you still need to rent out for 15 20 days to cover your mortgage and in san jose there might also be some, exactly. some Airbnbs where it's you know where it's actually very profitable, but it's it's just kind of interesting to you know get like an like an over global overview or not global like just an overview of you know of some of the differences, um, but locally there you know it can vary of course. Um, let's see. Uh, let's move on to the Marriott. Marriott is taking on Airbnb with a new home sharing website. It's kind of like a pilot. They're starting in London with 200 specially selected homes. Uh, it's a six-month pilot uh, scheme in, in part partnership with Hostmaker, which is a London uh, 
Application Rental Management Service. And what's interesting about this is that people that stay at these, uh, these vacation rentals will receive loyalty points for uh, Marriott Rewards and Starwood Preferred uh, Guest Schemes because those that those have merged recently or last year or so, I think. Um, and, and, and that's kind of like interesting because, you know, I think... Uh, I think one of the the requests that uh, the you know the Airbnb guests have is uh, for Airbnb to implement a loyalty system, and and secondly, you know I think a lot of business travelers uh, might not use Airbnb for that reason because they're not getting uh, the loyalty points, right? Um, so you know, I, so I guess the Marriott is uh, has has a, has a slight advantage there um, as as they're able to to offer those points. Yeah, so uh, to repeat what you're saying, it seems like they're not taking these uh, vacation rentals under their own management. Rather, they partnered with Hostmaker, which is a uh, professional property management company that has certain um, high standards for all their listings that makes it kind of seem like a hotel uh, experience, but it's in, of course, a, a home and not a hotel. Uh, so they're partnering with them where you can uh, view possible vacation rentals on Marriott's site or on the, the sister site that they put out uh, and then also share on the, the loyalty uh, rewards. So you're going to see this more and more of just um, while this becomes the commoditization, so to speak, of vacation rentals. And uh, you go to any site now, you go to booking.com and you see hotels and vacation rentals. Airbnb made the big announcement that they're offering uh, hotels and bed and breakfast to be on their site. So you go to Airbnb and you see a combination. Mm -hmm. um, of course, Accor, they acquired One Fine Stay, which is a vacation rental company, and Accor is a big hotel brand. Uh, so now Marriott's getting into that game as well, and they're partnering. Instead of trying to get their own inventory that they're managing, they're just partnering with a, a vacation rental company um, and offering them together. Right, I'm just looking at the website right now. It, uh, it, you know, it looks kind of somewhat similar to Airbnb, but it's definitely not not as good. Like you can't scroll through the <laughs> pictures, and uh, you can't filter by price as, as well, which is you know, which is kind of weird. You think people want to filter by price? They're also like really expensive, which may, I guess makes sense because you know mm -hmm. they're doing the luxury thing. Um, but uh, but you know, like it looks nice though the website. I have to say. Yes, it's in beta, it seems right now, so I'm sure they'll be iterating on that and uh, making some some tweaks, having 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 the map, having prices. Uh, as you get as you go in, you actually can see prices and you can see everything on the map. So it's maybe not right away, but after a click or two, you can find it. Right. A uh, couple couple small items. Uh, there's uh, the island of Palma de Mallorca, uh, which is the, the first uh, Spanish city to ban tourist apartments. Um, which is interesting because uh, Mallorca is a tourist destination, and you know typically I always feel like you know if, if in, in tourist destinations like they they want to have good accommodation for the tourists, right? So you would think that they would be friendly towards Airbnb, but apparently the you know the the, the hotel lobby must be pretty strong over there because you know they've uh, they've now uh, banned um, short-term rentals in 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 Palma de Mallorca, and I think. If I'm if I'm not mistaken, they they banned it in Ibiza as well a while ago. Yeah, and uh, to be clear, it's not a complete ban. It's it's kind of funny how they did it. It's a ban in apartments. Um, so in larger apartment buildings, e even if you own if you own an apartment in a large apartment building, 
uh, you're a homeowner or apartment owner, you can't do short-term rentals. But if you own a single-family home, you can do short-term rentals. So uh, it's kind of a little weird how they did this zoning and decided to you know, put this in. Um, but it just really applies to multifamily residencies. Right. Thank you for clarifying that. Uh, let's see. What else do we have? LA too, while we're at it. Oh, Los Angeles. Yeah. So what's going on in Los Angeles? So the quick update on that, it looks like it's moving a little bit towards the way of San Francisco where uh, you can only rent where you live. Uh, so if you own a completely separate you know, home, you can't do full-time vacation rentals there. It needs to be your primary residence. Um, they are also putting a restriction, a cap on where you can only rent a room in your home out 120 days a year, which seems kind of silly, in my opinion. If the whole point of this is they don't want you to rent out second homes, if you're living there, why are they capping the amount of days you can rent out an extra room? So 120 days a year, that's you know six months a year. Uh, what if you have friends and family that come visit two, three months a year and you, you want you know the flexibility of having that extra bedroom? Why can't you rent that bedroom out for seven months or, or eight months? Um, so it seems a little extreme. Uh, in San Francisco, uh, there's an unlimited amount of days that you can rent it out um, as long as you're living there. Uh, if you're kind of going on vacation and want to rent your whole home out, then uh, there is a cap of 90 days. But if you're living there, you should be able to rent it out as much as you want. It's your it's your home. So anyways, that's how it seems. It's heading in Los Angeles. And uh, yeah, we'll see if, uh, if things move forward with that. Yeah, I think this is probably the first city where they're restricting the amount of days that you can rent out a spare room. I don't think I've seen this anywhere else. And I agree with you. I mean, that really doesn't make any sense. You know, if you're if you want to restrict like the entire homes, then, you know, at least there's an argument to be made, um, you know, like the, the, in certain neighborhoods that uh, you don't want to have too many apartments that are taking out of the been taking out of the supply. Right. Um, but um, but for I mean, for rooms, it, it, it doesn't make any sense at all. I totally agree. Um, it's actually, you know, there's there's only there's only good uh, things to say about renting out a spare room because, you know, if you're not renting it out, it's like unused kind of space. So you know, there's it, it, it basically increases the amount of uh, spots where where people can stay, and so you know it's like using space efficiently. It's it's a way for people to make a little extra money and you know like pay for their their mortgage or their their health bills or, or whatever. So I you know I I agree with you that it doesn't make any sense to restrict this. Yes. Uh, hey, Jasper, I know we're uh, running short on time. Can I make a quick shout out for the big event coming up here in San Francisco? Oh, totally. Go for it. All right. So in a few weeks on May 22nd, we're having our second annual Home Shares Democratic Club trade fair. So anyone in the greater Bay Area or California, we had people from all over last year come uh, for it. Please come check it out. Uh, it's May 22nd, and we have over uh, 30 vendors this year. We have six platinum sponsors, including Airbnb, Booking.com, HomeAway, um, as well as August Home, the law company, and Hostwell, a property management company here, uh, and then a law firm. Um, 
Kaufman, Dalowich, and Volek uh, that represents uh, short-term rental hosts who might be having issues. And uh, really, it's a celebration of the whole community and what services are out there for hosts and for their guests, uh, ranging from software companies um, to local tours and activity providers uh, to, like, you know, a furniture company. Uh, so it really runs the, the gamut, and it's a, a great celebration of our community. So I'm looking forward to reporting back afterwards with you, Jasper, on, on how it went. Uh, last year, Joe Gebbia uh, showed up and a couple uh, um, local politicians, supervisors and state representatives showed up. Uh, so anyone interested in exhibiting for any uh, vendors out there, uh, let me know. Uh, and please, I'd love to see you at the event. It's free for all hosts. It's put on as an all-volunteer effort and a, a benefit for the community. Well, I would love to be there, but I have uh, some some other plans, uh, which is, uh, by the way, quite interesting as well, because I I got tipped off by uh, somebody who uh, listens to the Airbnb of the the Get Paid for Your Pet podcast um, about a location, a country where uh, there there seems to be like really good opportunities for to invest in uh, in, in short term rentals. But I promise not to um, reveal the location yet until we're actually there. Um, so you know. I'll I'll be uh when is this May twenty second? Yes. Okay. So uh, yeah, I'll be I'll be in the the mis in the mystery location, but uh, I'll definitely be doing some podcasts from there and some uh you know some live videos on my Instagram get paid for your pad and the, and the Facebook page. Um. So you know, I would definitely recommend if you're interested in investing in short term rentals abroad, and uh, you know, I think this is. From what I've seen now, like this, this might be like one of the best opportunities uh, I've seen in, in a few years. So, so keep an eye out on that. And uh, with that, I think uh, we've come to the end of this podcast. All right, great catching up, Jasper, as always. Yeah, thanks for uh, being on the show, David. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. And um, you know, in June, July, I'll, I'll be in uh, California. I'll, I'll be staying with friends in Los Angeles, but you know, hopefully I can make it over uh, to San Francisco for like a long weekend or something and play some basketball with your, with your son. Opa! <laughs> All right. Well, thanks everybody for listening. And uh, I'll be, we'll be back with all our episodes. Uh, you know, they're not going to be like every Monday and every Friday anymore, but you know, like I'll try to do like uh, one or two every week or so um, when I have something interesting to chat about. All right. Thanks for listening and uh, see you later. Yeah.